But it ain't got Mel Gibson in it. My mama didn't like it. I mean, it could, actually. I don't know. Oh. That's how much I've not seen that movie. She'll just argue and be like, I just like his eyes. I'm like, mm-hmm. She I'm likes or dislikes his eyes? Likes. Oh, she okay. won't admit that she thinks he's attractive. I just like his eyes. Okay. And I just like Channing Tatum's eyes, too. Yeah. Well, on that note, welcome to another episode of Anime Autopsy, episode 23, doing Attack on Titan still. This is going to be season one's part three of our series dive. I am Romeo Stone, and this is the beautiful, lovely Peach Lee. You know, I forgot to introduce this last week, um, and uh, so. If they don't know who we are by now. Yeah, well. There's no, oh, I'm so sorry, Opie, I just kicked you in the face. Isn't his face flat enough? I'm sorry. It's <laughs> literally on my foot, and I went to move it. Popped him right in the So follow me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash the Romeo Stone. Also, uh, there's going to be a link below for our uh, for Anime Autopsy's YouTube channel, which is a place that we can go live on for uh, these live recordings. Also, which is most likely where we're going to shift to. I uh, just got to put together some social media things first. While you're at it, join our Facebook group. We've got a community growing over there, and I'm so unhappy because we got to 69, but I wasn't able to take a screenshot of it saying 69 by the time I'd popped over there because I got the notification, hey, we've got a few new members. It's like, fuck yeah, we get our 69 screenshots, and it was Seventy-two. <laughs> I swear you are obsessed with that number. Everything that has a sixty-nine, he will send it to me. And you're like, Haha. nice. Yeah. But yep, join the Facebook group. We've also got a TikTok and an Instagram if that's your thing. But please do leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you are using. Hey, if you're feeling froggy, why don't you just jump to all of those platforms and leave us a good review? That'd be cool. Uh, leave us a voicemail or send us an email if you have any suggestions or questions. And as always, our logo was made by Blue Room Media. I asked for Brandon. Tell him we sent you for all of your art inquiries. We do all kinds of shit over there. Episode 11, Idol, The Struggle for Trust, Part 7. Because this shit's never going to end. Plans are created to use Aaron's Titan powers to seal the hole in the wall to reclaim trust. But with the government's blood-stained history and vocal uh, dissenters in the military ranks, the biggest threat to humankind may not be the Titans. It's humans. It's always humans. It's the peoples. We suck. Corrupt. So, morale among the troops is very low right now um as some want to desert and be with their families pixis uh, silences everyone by reminding them that if they abandon they will be subjecting their families to this terror which convinces the troops to stay so what that really means is that if they flee right now uh when they're when they need them the most all they're really doing is they're gonna still face this terror but also subjects their family members to that terror also. So they decide to stay, uh, which is awesome too, because you're looking over a span of hundreds of these troops and picks us within a few sentences. We're able to like boost their morale 
which goes to show just how how good he is at his job, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> Claiming that Aaron is the result of a secret project to turn humans into titans, Pix's plans to have most of the troops gather at a far corner of Trost District to lure most of the titans away while Aaron, as a titan, carries a giant boulder to seal the hole. I forgot about that little sentence where he's trying to convince everybody that he was a part of some science experiment to aid humans or whatever. But I feel like it's pretty interesting. They never came back to that topic, I don't feel like, right? Not really. I thought it was kind of weird how he just threw it out there like that. Because I'm like, nobody knew. Y'all didn't know until he actually did it. So, But he made it seem like, oh, yeah, this is something we've been working on. and we're going to use it to our advantage. Yeah, this is a top secret thing. He, he honestly, he uses his goodwill and trust that he's, you know, had with everybody. Yeah. And really puts, um, kind of puts it on the line for everybody. Because imagine if, you know, something were to go awry, he would most likely be fired or killed, really. Probably killed. Or, you know, never mind, he killed. But... For him to just kind of go out on a limb and trust Aaron like that was pretty cool. He's using his gut for sure. So along with Mikasa, Aaron will be guarded during the mission by three of the best elites of the garrison. Them being, um, I think it's Ian, Rico, and Matabi? I don't remember how to say it, that person's name. <clears throat> As they approach the giant boulder, Rico, who is doubtful of... The mission's success and does not completely trust Aaron reminds him that many lives are at stake. Basically, she tells him that don't let all the people who died here, like her friends and, and stuff like that, be in vain is basically what she's yeah. trying to say to him. But finally reaching the boulder, Aaron transforms himself into a titan and suddenly attacks Mikasa. I laugh. It's technically in the next episode i laugh at that the scene every single time where he punches himself in the face where he punches himself in the face that's like some looney tune shit right there when they're oh, trying to like kill a fly so fucking good um and it's just like the icing on the cake that it, he knocks himself out too it's like i'm just gonna take a quick nap he's like stupid <laughs> yep still empty up there well, I think this is the shortest title so far. <laughs> Episode 12, Wound, The Struggle for Trost Part 8. Believe it or not, this is the last The Struggle of Trost Part. <laughs> oh, good lord. The plan to reclaim Trost falls apart when Aaron's newfound powers turned him into a mindless giant. As Titans continue to swarm the city, it's up to Armin and Mikasa to make sure the cadets massacred during the mission haven't died in vain. So Mikasa tries to reason with Aaron while he is a titan, but to no avail, Aaron continues his attack and accidentally knocks himself out. Just KO'd himself. And the way he slumps over, too. <laughs> I've seen UFC knockouts that are just as fucking majestic looking. It's perfect. Could you imagine if in the UFC someone knocks themselves out? It has to have happened somehow. Oh, I'm sure it has. As long as UFC fighting has been around, it's had to have happened. It's been around since the early 90s. It has to have happened. The squad protecting Aaron sends up a red flare to signal that the plan has failed. They give up easily. You know, it is crazy 
like in this world, the way their technologies have advanced, like at this point, it's not like they have phones there to like communicate. Like communication has got to be sort of an issue because they're using flares to signify yeah. you know what's going on. Different colored flares. But we have, it's crazy. Like their civilization has advanced in ways to cope with their survival i guess basically like so like you have stuff like the odium gear and cannons and stuff like that but you know you don't have certain things like um the, the telephone yeah the things that they develop to fight the titans yeah we really do start to see some cool stuff throughout the seasons as they grow but it's always an interesting thing to step back and kind of see what they do have compared to like us now or something like that like it's very uh there's a very medieval cobblestone tone um almost like world war Two ish era simpler times but not yeah. really it, it's definitely very cool as Armin heads towards Aaron to investigate, the elite squadron eventually agrees to protect Aaron, still recognizing him as a valuable military asset. So basically, you know, they were going out on a limb with this, not knowing exactly what was going to happen, but it was their only, you know, the only the only plan they had, the only thing yeah. that could possibly work. I mean, so nobody they, else is going to be able to lift that boulder. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they, they knew at the end of the day it was all or nothing type of mission. And if it doesn't work, they're dying. So, why not just keep pushing through? Uh, let's see here. Armin does reach the unconscious Aaron. Armin plunges his sword into Aaron's left arm, which is which briefly does wake him up in Titan form. But he gets to, like, where the nape is and kind of judges, like, kind of, like... <laughs> spitballs it and tries to measure exactly where he would be uh, to see if he could uh, basically stab him awake and it sort of kind of works but uh, Armin speaks to him of the outside world and reminds him of his promise to kill all titans Aaron leaves his dreamlike states and regains control so throughout all this um, while Aaron's been transformed into a titan He's kind of having like this weird lucid dream flashback type of thing. And as Aaron's trying to wake him up with telling him stories and trying to remind him that he's going to, you know, who he is, it looks like Armin's in a window trying to beat on and talk to him. And Aaron's just kind of like, whoa, man, what are you doing out there? And then he starts talking about how he, he promised to kill all Titans and then everything burns in the background. <laughs> and then he just wakes up and goes, that's right. I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> but it's pretty cool, too, you know, because I think they explain it later on that when each time you transfer transform into a Titan, you lose a little bit more of yourself. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like we get a start of that. Oh, and, and like he has like a nosebleed or something like that, right? He's just like walking. It, it's in these episodes somewhere, but he I like starts so. to bleed randomly. I don't, yeah. And it's definitely a little, little, little hint that, uh, Hey, this might come at a cost. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Episode 13, Primal Desire, The Struggle for Trost, Part 9. I apparently fucking you lied. lied. You lied. This, I promise, is the last Trost. Don't scroll down and cheat. I scrolled down and cheated. Gene takes desperate measures to replace his broken maneuvering device. Meanwhile, Aaron is able to plug the hole in the wall thanks to help 
of his fellow cadets, but the cost of humanity's first victory against the Titans will be vast. So we're closing in on the struggle for trust. Gene manages to acquire another set of ODM gear uh, from a dead soldier and escapes thanks to Annie, Connie, and Marco Botts distracting the titans can i just say that it was absolutely hilarious when he's trying to get that odm gear off and the titan is literally right up on him and connie swoops in to distract and smacks right into the side of that fucking titan said and he goes ow yeah see like you think that he'd go for the nape but he was just like fuck it i'm gonna drop kick him you know that's what i haven't understand in the last few episodes that this has been going on it's been a lot of more distracting titans instead of killing them and you're all trained to kill them. But here we are just swinging in front of their faces and running around on the ground instead of attempting to kill them. Maybe it's just show, like they are brand spanking new out of, out of cadet That's school. That's true. But they've got people on the team like Mikasa and Rico and the other ones that are good at killing Titans. Mm-hmm. That could be killing Titans. I'm not just... Well, we get somebody at the end of this episode that really shows them how it's fucking oh, well, done. Yeah. <laughs> hint, hint. Daddy hint, hint. over there. Hint, hint. Mm. Sorry. With Aaron as a Titan carrying the boulder towards the gate, Ian orders everyone to protect Aaron from the Titans at all costs. So we start to see uh, a few casualties here. But Aaron finally blocks the open gate with the boulder, and Rico fires a yellow flare to signal that the operation was a success. I've got an issue with these colors because I feel like they shot green to say, hey, shit's fucked up in the they plan. They did later on. No. I thought when they did green, yeah. it was to signify. That there's the, the plan was uh, awry. Yeah. A red was admitting, hey, the plan didn't work. But um, yeah, I don't like how they, they, they did yellow for success. Think green would be success and yellow would be like, oh, shit might be going haywire. I don't know for a fact, but like, like stop, yield, go. Yeah, that's what right? I'm saying. Like yeah. here in America, that's what those colors mean, <laughs> like uh, road sign wise. But like maybe in Japan, yellow means go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Worth a Google. I don't know. How about this? If you guys find out, uh, write us and email us or leave us a voicemail to let us know the answer. As Armin tries to pull Aaron from his Titan body, they are cornered by two Titans, but Levi saves them in the nick of time. No, Daddy Levi. So cool. Coming in like a total badass. He is so cool. And he does the little spinny thing. Doesn't he do it on like one of the corpses too? You know, like he does do. it a lot. And so I, I am most definitely gonna name a child after Levi. There we go. We'll uh, play rock paper scissors for Anakin and Levi. <gasps> no, that's a- Anakin Levi Cahoon. That's literally what I said when you said that you wanted to name a child Anakin. I said that I'm picking the middle name and it's gonna be Levi because Anakin Levi sounds really good together. That sounds perfect. Love it. I'll put a we'll put a, a silent R in front of the L so that it does arc like my initials. <laughs> What's the R stand for? I have no fucking clue. It's, my dumbass parents put it there. It's silent. <laughs> yeah, just imagine Anakin him going to school. Revivla? What? Yeah. 
Well, thankfully, they don't usually say the middle name whenever they do roll call. Well, if they didn't whenever we were in school. They better, because his name's going to be badass. We'll, we'll uh, make a contract with the school that every time they do roll call, they have to say Levi. You were Anakin to address Levi. my child as Anakin Levi. Thank you. <laughs> it's the only time we care now is whenever they don't say his middle name. Where the fuck are we? <laughs> I don't know. All Titans remaining in the Tross District are eliminated except for two, which are captured for research. Jean, Sasha, and Annie all mourn the deaths of their fellow comrades among several casualties. Aaron is chained in a cell guarded by a military police regiment, uh, which is different from uh, the regiment that Levi is a part of. So they actually have to... Uh, Erwin Smith, uh, his commander, and Levi are there whenever Aaron wakes up, but they had to like request permission to even go to his cell or get to his cell to talk to him, which I found is pretty interesting. There's like a there's a total separation, like the military police and uh, Levi's a part of the scouts. Am I correct? Yes. So they're two different entities, but under the same umbrella of the army, basically uh, within this little world uh and we'll start to see that kind of division as we get into these next couple episodes but there's also we've got merchants or kind of entities of their own and then we've got these like religious uh, faction of people also and they're kind of like their own faction of their own but there's like these little um you know as small as their world is it's still got all these like little splinter factions and everything even in the in the military so after listening to aaron's story and reasons for wanting to kill all the titans levi allows aaron to join his squad under his commands though aaron is warned that levi would personally kill him if he ever betrays the squad or loses control again stabby step stab and that is where we end episode 13 Let's keep it moving. Episode 14. <laughs> Can't look into his eyes yet. Eve of the Counterattack, part one. Um, Some weird titles. A military tribunal will decide Aaron's fate. The military police call for his execution while the scouts argue that he is a powerful resource for humankind. Mikasa is put on the spot when asked about the events of the Trost mission. Rico's an asshole. I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's not. Kinda. Not really. So the populace is divided over whether Aaron is their savior or their end. Aaron is brought to a military tribunal to be judged by Commander-in-Chief Dallas Zachary, I think is how you say his name, who will decide whether Aaron should be given the military police regiment or to the scout regiment. Like I said before, there's two different regiments within the military. And you can think of it as the military police, they are within the walls protecting the people, and the scouts are tasked with going outside of the walls for reconnaissance-type missions. They're the badasses. Military police are kind of... They're the ones risking their life while the other yeah. ones sit behind the safety of a wall. Yeah, the military police are the ones that are... Uh, within the first couple episodes, made fun of for being drunks and glorified guards. But both of them have their own reasons for wanting Aaron. The military police wants Aaron to be killed as he is seen by uh, them as a menace, while the scout regiment 
wants to use him to retake Walmarium. So the military police, they want to basically dissect his body, figure out how he ticks and how they could maybe use it in the future, I guess, and then kill him. And the scouts kind of want to not dissect him, but they want to figure out how he ticks, but how to use him to change the tide of battle. So becoming furious upon hearing from the merchant that Mikasa is accused of being a titan as well, Aaron calls out to the, mil uh, to the military police regiment and their supporters to be cowards. He's had a distaste for the military police since he was a kid, though. Oh, yeah. Even Hans, uh, who was so nice to him and Mikasa and Armin, still would call him basically a lazy piece of shit on a daily. Levi brutally beats down Aaron in retaliation, but Aaron does not transform into a titan. So basically what Levi's trying to do is he's trying to prove that he can control Aaron, um, that Aaron's not going to freak out and tighten out. And um, he's basically in his own way trying to, he's trying to make sure that they get Aaron and not the other way around. Uh, Levi uses this to show the court that the scout regiment can control Aaron and proposes that Aaron is to be made part of his squad. So he would, on the books and officially, take responsibility for anything that happens after this point. And he's got such a good track history with the army that uh, he's able to kind of flex that in order to get Aaron. So in the end, Zachary gives Aaron to the scouts where Erwin and, is, how do you say her name? Hanji. Hanji? That's the girl with the goggles, right? Yes. Okay, the eccentric girl. Yeah. Uh, Hanji uh, welcomes him. As Aaron is getting treatment for his wounds, they discovered that he grew back a tooth that he that was knocked out by Levi. And that's how we end that episode, which is kind of cool. Like, I, I didn't even think about teeth coming back in for him, but it does. And he didn't even have to be tightened out for it to, to come back. His big teeth are coming in. How did he not notice growing up that something was fucking different? I mean, I don't know. Maybe oh, wait, he wasn't always. He no, he wasn't always, always like that. It was when His before dad shit really hit the fan. Yeah, yeah. Because like he, he's a very emotional kid. He would have freaked out at some point. Episode 15, Special Operations Squad, Eve of the Counterattack Part 2. The scouts move Aaron to an old abandoned castle where his training will continue. Kanji visits and reveals that she's been putting two captured titans through a series of tests and trials, experiments that she wants Aaron's help with. She's so fucking weird. I love her, though. I, do I really too. do. She's so cool. Levi, I love when she runs into that fucking door in this episode because they were having that meeting and they have the, the door closed in and she was trying to walk straight through it and just fucking face plants it from the outside. I like when she goes up to a cell in the basement and she just slams her face into the bars. Yeah. You think she's going to be like a bitch or something like that? Yeah. But then she's just weird. Yeah. She's just misunderstood. Levi and his special operations squad bring Aaron to the old scout regiment headquarters where Aaron will learn to control his titan powers under their watch as Levi orders the castle to be cleaned. He's so we a get germaphobe. To, you get to see Maid Levi in this episode a bit. 
Hanji asks Garen to help her in her experiments with the two Titans they have captured, which she gives names to. Uh, she has an obsession with Titans where she treats them like people, despite the many times she puts herself in danger. So she's already growing attachments to these Titans and everything. She's that type of weird. It is revealed that Titans need sunlight to survive and their bodies are just... What the fuck word did I put there? Big boy word. It is revealed that Titans need sunlight to survive and their bodies are disproportionately light despite their size. Yeah, disproportionately. So basically, um, you cut the head off of a Titan and you can kick it like it's, you know, a piece of paper. You know, it, it's that light. The next day, the scout regiment discovered that the two Titans have been killed. Bum, bum, bum. Who did it? Doesn't she cry over this too? Yeah, she like yeah, mourns it. Yeah, she is very upset. Yeah, Hanji mourns um, the Titans being killed. So the scout regiment deduces that the culprit is a soldier who escaped using their ODM gear, which makes Aaron wonder who the true enemy is. I like when Captain Arvin leans down and he's like, who do you think did it? <laughs> and he's yeah. like, he's like, no, a strange question to ask or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, they're all a bunch of like, they're kind of like outcasts. They're like very, they're the elites <laughs> of the elite, but they're very much the outcasts. They're, they're all a bit strange. Like there's the guy who sniffs you and stuff like that. Oh my God. He's leaning in and he's like... Like it was, it was definitely giving me like a black bull, uh, black bull vibes. The the um, black clover. Black clover. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You know, my brother used to do that growing up. He would sniff everything, especially food. Like he'd get a piece of bread out of the bag and be like, <laughs> "For some reason, that doesn't surprise me at all." Um, yeah, that's where we're gonna close off this episode. It is late as fuck. I am so tired. Uh, we are live on Twitch. We do all of our live recordings there, and we'll be on our YouTube as well. Uh, links for that is going to be in the description of the episode. Join the Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok, and leave a five-star review. Please, for the love of God, do that. It helps us more than you know. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're using, or just run through all of them. That'd be super cool, too. Leave us a voicemail or send us an email for any requests. That joke whatever and then our logo is made by blue room media for all arts inquiries reach out to brandon tell him that we sent you and that is going to be it for us see you twitch see ya well, i guess if you're listening to this on spotify see ya